Hey, hey, y'all. If you want to head to our website to check out all the different things Pizzazz offers, then just head to pizzazzart.com. That's P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. You will see our online memberships. We've got kids club memberships, our lettering club membership, our one project a month membership. We call that paint and praise. You will see some freebies that we've got there for you. And you'll see our local classes if you're local. So head to the website, check it out, pizzazzart.com, P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. Hey y'all, this is Casey Hope, and we are excited to be back for another week on the Here's Hope podcast. Continuing our series today on hearing God speak. In the past few weeks, we've talked about how to hear from God, what to do when we aren't hearing from Him, how to respond when He seems like He's telling us to do something crazy. And today we are going to touch on what to do when we feel like God is prompting us towards something. And maybe we're really excited about it, maybe scared about it, but we are going to follow what God is saying. And we are gonna take that step of faith. We have overcome self-doubt and we are ready to take action, but our friends and family are not so supportive. How do we handle that? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been in that spot before when you felt so sure of something that God was leading you to do, but those around you just started to speak some doubts or fears. You thought they would be excited or supportive, but in reality, they just are not sure that you've been making the right call. I have been there multiple times. Now, one story that really sticks out in my mind is when me and my husband first got married, we knew we wanted to do some sort of ministry together. Now, we were not in full-time ministry or anything. He's a police officer. I was a school teacher, but we felt we knew we wanted to do some sort of ministry together. And we were really praying on that. And we both had a heart for kids and we both had giftings in different ways with kids. And so through that, through us praying and seeking God's direction, he prompted us to just start showing up where your kids were and having backyard Bible school type events. If you're not familiar with what a backyard Bible school might look like, it's like getting some games and some crafts and some music, setting up on a picnic table or wherever you can find. Usually we were outside ordering pizza and drinks for lunch and really just having fun with kids. But at the same time, having a small lesson that started to introduce them to how much God loves them, how important they are to him and what he has to say about them so that they could combat all the lies that the enemy wants to tell them, all the things that peers might want to say about who they are. We wanted to remind them who they were in God's eyes. They are chosen. They are loved. They are not forgotten. And so God had prompted us towards this. When we first got started, we were at a, an apartment complex that had given us permission to set up and do this. And they were pretty close to our church. And I remember maybe we were maybe not even a full year into it. And it was the summertime and we were about to start school. And we decided to do a big fun event and the whole church was involved on it. Um, we were gonna do a big fun event where we gave away school supplies, backpacks and school supplies. And so we got tons of donations from the church, tons of backpacks and school supplies. And we had different people that were gonna come out and do face painting and some other people coming out to do games. 
some of the kids who were gifted in music were going to come out and do like dances and music. And it was just this big, fun hoopla of an event. And it was great. Everything. There were so many volunteers, so much thing, ways that we were able to bless the kids and their families. And it was great. It lasted two or three hours. And then as it was winding down and all the volunteers were going home, I noticed we still had a lot of supplies left. Everybody had already left, but I started to think to myself, you know, I was a school teacher at the time, and I knew that there were some of my kids who lived close by that could probably use some of these supplies. And so I drove over to where one of my students lived. It was in a housing complex, and I just knocked on the door and opened the back trunk and said, hey, we've got some of these supplies. Do you want some, or does anybody else want any? And this looked very different than what I had just come from. I had just come from this big event with food and giveaways and people and music and face painting and all the things. And this was unplanned and it was just me and opened the back of my car. <laughs> it wasn't anything flashy or pretty and it was very unplanned. And so he came out, I remember my student came out, he was super excited. He went and got some of his friends and we were able to just give out school supplies right there from the back of my car. And what that led to is one of those God moments, the unplanned, almost afterthought of the leftovers that we had turned into this student saying, hey, can I go to church with you? And I was like, sure. <laughs> you're like, when? You're like, tomorrow? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, if your mom says it's okay, totally. You, Of course you can. And he and a friend were ready the next morning. We came to pick them up. They were ready for church. And then that led into us starting to take them on Wednesday nights. We started to see that Wednesday night was probably a better fit, kind of more things to do for their age. And then that came, that turned into them inviting more and more of their friends. And then pretty soon we were going to multiple places in the, in the city. We needed a church van. We had so many kids who were just wanting to come to church that all started from this kind of impromptu driving over and just saying, hey, do you want school supplies? And that led to him asking, can I go to church? Can I bring some friends? And we just kept saying yes. We just kept saying yes. We made ourselves available to these kids who had a hunger and a desire to go to church. And we kept saying yes. It was just cool. We were seeing God move. It was a God thing for sure. Whenever something like that starts to grow and is unexpected, and there are kids that are wanting to come to church, not their parents making them, but them wanting to come, like you can just see God's hand in it. We were seeing him move, seeing him work, seeing kids being drawn to him, not because of any fancy program that we put on, but just to just being drawn to God himself. And so we were loving this. And we just felt like we were right in line with what God had us to do. But some of these places that we were driving into, they were a little bit dangerous, not crazy town dangerous. We're in Prattville, Alabama. It's fairly safe, but just a little bit more dangerous than some of the other areas in our city. And we knew that. We totally knew that. My husband was a police officer. He knew exactly how dangerous they were. He knew a lot. Okay. So we understood that some of these places were a little bit more dangerous. And, but that was okay. Like we fully, that we did not, we were not leading with fear. We were just going where God said to go. But we had friends and family that repeatedly urged us not to go into some of these areas. They agreed that the work that we were doing was good work, but they just felt like we were putting ourselves at risk. And <laughs> then that only intensified when we had kids. When we first started doing this, we were single. And then we started having babies. And so then there was a 
car seat going into some of these places. And there was two kids going into some of these places. And they we were fine. We were never in danger. But that doesn't mean that people around us didn't still say different things, still didn't totally know if what we were doing was wise or whatnot. And so we still got a lot of, I don't think you should be doing this. This isn't safe. You need to think about what's best for your family. There's this whole crew of people concerned about our safety and either urging us to not do it or just suggesting that maybe some other people should do it that didn't have little kids. <laughs> and then there was another camp of people who just doubted the whole mission. I remember one lady one time, I didn't know her super well, but I had shared a little bit about what we were doing. And, and I just remember her saying, do you really think you're going to make a difference? And I remember in my spirit, or I may have felt like I even said it out loud. And I was like, I don't think we are going to make a difference, but I 100% think that Jesus Christ can make a difference. And, and I just could tell that she just didn't get it. And so where there were some that were worried for our safety and then some thought we were just wasting our time. And then there were others who they just didn't seem to be helping us. And we desperately needed help. Um, and they just weren't helping us. So there was all these just different things that sometimes felt like a battle. We have this thing that God has called us to do. And yet a lot of family and friends and people just don't understand it. And they're not sure if we should even be doing it. And so I'm sharing this story with you because more than likely, at some point in following what God is calling you to do, you are going to come to this same place, a place where you are seeing God move in unexpected and unplanned ways, and you were just excited to be along for the ride. That's how we were. But then your excitement gets a little squashed when maybe others don't agree with what you're doing. Not only do they not agree, but they might urge you to reconsider. Now, most of the time, family and friends have your best interest in mind, but that does not mean that they're always right. So what do we do when family and friends disagree with where we feel the Lord is leading us? I'm going to tell you what God whispered to me. It was in a time when I just felt discouraged. We'd been doing this ministry at this point. We were probably five or six years into it, and we were still hearing from others from time to time about how we needed to get help. This was too much to do on our own. Y'all need to get help. Won't anybody at your he church help? And they were just saying these things. And sometimes I was like, yeah, God, why don't we have more help? We need help. And it doesn't seem like anybody else is stepping up to help. And I was getting a little bit of, you know, a little feisty in my spirit. Listen to other naysayers and going along with it. And then I felt this little whisper from God. And I think this is important for you to hear too. This little whisper from God, when other people weren't quite getting the vision, weren't helping with the vision, telling us maybe we shouldn't be doing it. This little whisper from God that said, Casey, I didn't tell them. I told you. He didn't tell them. He told me. This assignment, this calling, this ministry, this is what God told me. When others urged me to stay safe, that was okay. God hadn't told them. He told me. When people doubted the effectiveness of this ministry, that's okay. They are not the ones that God spoke to about it anyway. He spoke to me. When others didn't support us with their time or help, it's because this wasn't the area that God had called them. He had called me. So you see, if God's given you a personal word or mission or ministry, 
you can't expect everybody else to have the same excitement, the same courage, the same vision, because he didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. A few just tangible action steps. If you are in this spot of getting that pushback from friends and family on what you are feeling like that God is prompting you towards, just a few action steps if you're in that place. Number one, I would say self-evaluate. Make sure you really did hear from God. If what you are feeling him prompting you to do, just double check it. Say, okay, does this align with scripture? Have I sought godly wisdom from somebody who's not just going to let their first thought go to go to fear, but somebody who's going to pray about this with you? Before being too quick to discount what family and friends are saying, do self-evaluate to make sure that it's from God. Because oftentimes family and friends can lead you on the right path. It's just and you've got to know how to use discernment on when do I listen and when do I listen to God? Because there is a balance that you've got to use that discernment. Their concerns for you might come from a place of fear. Sometimes you need to listen to it. And then sometimes you just have to lovingly let them know that you hear their concerns, but you've got to do what God is calling to do. If you want a little more clarity on some things to do when you're not sure if God, if it's from God or not, go back to last week's podcast where we really, we really talked about that, about, okay, so what do we do if we're not sure if this is from God or not? We talked about that and we went a little bit deeper into it, but I will say James 1, 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all. Seek God's wisdom. Okay, so seek God's wisdom, get clarity, self-evaluate, is this truly from God? Then, if it is, and you are still having, again, doubts and people who just are not supportive, don't get defensive. That's number two. Don't get defensive. Remember, they are usually coming from a place of concern and care. John's, and I'm sorry, <laughs> not John's, James 1, 19 reminds us, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So do you hear that? Slow to speak and slow to become angry. So don't feel like you have to come back too quickly at the naysayers with something defensive or defensive reasons on why you're following God and or why you're mad at them because they can't see it. No, <laughs> okay? Just listen to them. Don't get defensive. Be slow to speak and slow to anger. Reminding yourself that oftentimes they're coming at it from a good place. Remind yourself too, the last thing, God didn't call them. He called you. God didn't call them to this particular assignment. He called you. And so as we close, I just want to pray over you today because I know that this can be, give me a hard spot sometimes. When you are excited, you want to take the next step of faith, and there are people who are just not seeing it. I get it. I get it. So I just want to say a prayer over you. God, I just, I lift up those that are listening right now, that in their spirit, they are wanting to say yes to you. And they have a desire for everybody, for those around them to see it too, for those around them to say yes with them, God. God, I pray that you give them clarity so that they know what their next step is. Your word says that if we ask for wisdom, you will give it. So God, I am praying for wisdom over this situation. God, I am praying that they... 
can, through your power, be slow to speak, slow to become angry. And God, just give them comfort in the fact that you called them. Not everybody's going to understand it because you didn't give this assignment to everybody. You didn't give this skill set to everybody. You gave this to them. God, comfort them, give them clarity, give them power. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I hope you have a good day. I hope you take some time just to sit in this, to think on it, to reflect in it. Don't get discouraged by the naysayers. Just remember, God didn't call them. He called you. I hope y'all enjoyed that podcast. Y'all be sure to go like, subscribe this, leave a review. Let us know how you're liking it. We like that feedback. And if you want to follow us on other social platforms on Instagram, it's Pizzazz Art Studio. Same for Facebook and Pizzazz is P-Z-A-Z-Z. Pizzazz Art Studio. Go check us out and see what all we have to offer over there.